Welcome to the second BJJ Strength podcast. I wish I had a funny intro. I need this is only my second show, so I need to somehow think of some kind of quirky, charismatic way to kick it off. But I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be yet. Um, so all you're going to get today is welcome to the BJJ Strength podcast. Hopefully that's good enough. Um, and today's show is actually the first listener request. Came from my good friend Leon. Lahovic, uh, Leon, I probably butchered your last name, apologies, <laughs> tell me, um, but you know, hey, that's just sometimes the way the way it goes, and what Leon, Leon is a, an old friend and training partner from my time back in London, and he asked uh, to do a podcast about motivation and how I stay motivated, and I was kind of surprised that Leon asked this, because you're, or at least what I remember, you would be on the mat at six in the morning, then there at a lunchtime class as well. So on the mat, probably a lot more than I was. So it was kind of kind of strange uh, you asking about motivation. But maybe it's dropped dropped off since I since I saw you last. But anyway, this show is is going to be about motivation and what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to break it into five segments. The first is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, or in plain English, internal versus external motivation. The next thing is about progression and motivation. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about goal setting and motivation. The benefit of learning something new and how that can be a great tool to to boost the motivation and get you going again. And lastly, something that I think is under-talked about is is self-belief. So we're going to break it down into five segments. And I think those, at least from my perspective and the way I approach, you know, my training and working with other people, they're the five main things that I consider, at least when it comes to motivation. But also, um, you know, if I dust off my psychology cap if you don't know already psychology is what I studied at university so you know looking at the research these these tend to be the key things that come out and the key things that I tend to be attracted to when it comes to motivation so those are the five areas that I'm going to focus on today so again that's going to be intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation the power of progression uh, my notes have disappeared off my phone so I need to look at this again goal setting learning something new and self-belief So let's dive into the very first one, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation or internal versus external motivation, I think is an easier way to describe it. Let's just use use plain English. I like to anyway. And this is all about what's motivating you. Is it something that's deep inside you or is it something like an external goal? So an external goal may be a praise of a peer, praise of a coach, praise of a colleague, praise of your boss. And internal motivation is just doing it because you want to do it, doing something because you love it. And I think jujitsu is a really good example of this. So what you, the jujitsu belt system, or at least the way you know I, I see it, has been put in place to give people a sense of progress. 
from you know what I've read. If you go way back when to the early days of jujitsu, you used you were a white belt and then you became a black belt. There was no blue, there was no purple, there was no brown, and as far as I know, there was no stripe system. And I know not all schools put the stripe system in place, but if you're doing jujitsu just to get the belt, then in, in, from my perspective, that's an external motivation. And I don't think external motivation. Uh, is entirely a bad thing and I'll say that absolutely through my jiu-jitsu career I was motivated by progressing up through the belts and I was motivated by the prospect of getting a black belt but it wasn't my only motivation and why you should think about this if you're struggling with your motivation let's use jiu-jitsu as an example but we can also talk about strength and conditioning there is reams and reams and reams of research that talk about internal motivations something that's deep within inside you to being the reason of why you do something as opposed to having some kind of external goal whether that's some kind of self-praise maybe it's a job and you're doing it just for the money rather than you know you you love what you do I, you know i haven't got a list of studies to quote but there's tons and tons of research i did some did a little bit of research in preparation for this and when i was studying psychology time and time and again internal motivation comes out as one of the biggest factors in terms of driving someone forward versus having someone um you know having ex- external motivation and i think you know i've got i've got two young girls one of them is almost three and you know i I always think about this and I don't really want to encourage her to do stuff just because she's going to get a cookie, just because she's going to get to watch cartoons. I want to teach her to do stuff because because she loves it. And I think for me, one of the biggest ways that you can wrap your hands around internal motivation is understanding your why. And this applies for almost anything that you do, but let's keep it specific to jujitsu and to strength and conditioning. Why do you want to do jujitsu? Why do you want to progress in jujitsu? Why do you want to do strength and conditioning? Why do you want to keep in shape? I think the deeper that you understand your real motivations, the more you're attached to the reasons that you're doing things, the better you're going to be able to motivate yourself time and time again. And let's I'm going to talk about an example for me in terms of um, uh, strength and conditioning and why I'm, I'm so passionate about health and wellness and why I work out and why I stay fit. For, for me, it's, I've got a vision of what I want to be and where I want to be, you know, when I'm 60, when I'm 70, when I'm 75. Hopefully I live that long, you know, fingers crossed. But as I get older, I want to maintain a certain, uh, you know, a certain health and a certain healthy balance of my body. I want to be able to get around. I don't want to struggle to get upstairs when I'm 60 and when I'm 70. I don't think that's normal. I want to be in shape. I still want to be active. I want to play with my kids. I want to play with my grandkids. I still want to go out and I don't even surf at the moment, but I picture myself surfing when I'm older, when I live on the coast. But anyway, you get the idea. That's that's the vision for my life. And that's, that's why I, I, I stay healthy. I think there's, okay, you can look at all the evidence of uh, you know, doing strength and conditioning and bone health and, and, and hormone health and mood, etc. And yes, I get all of those benefits, but really deep down, what what I want to be is really healthy into my old age and to be able to be as active as possible and enjoy life as much as possible. That's the deep motivating factor for me. And I think some people, you, you, you don't 
don't really kind of spend the time to sit down and think, why am I actually doing this? Am I doing it because my doctor told me to? Am I doing it just because my wife has given me grief that I've got to get in shape? Or am I doing jujitsu because I just want to get better than, 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 than my friend? All of these things can, you know, can be motivating factors, but I think the deeper you understand your real reason, the more you're going to be able to motivate yourself and push yourself through the hard times when you don't feel like going to train them. And there's a really cool exercise. It's called the seven whys. If you ask yourself, why do I want to train jujitsu? Typically, the first answer that you're going to get is going to be a very superficial reason. So if I ask myself, why do I do jujitsu? I could say, I want to be able to defend myself. Okay, why do I want to be able to defend myself? Well, I want to be able to you know, look after myself if someone tries to attack me, because I think that's important. That's a possibility if it could happen. Well, why do you want to be able to why is it important to me to be able to defend myself if someone attacks me? Well, more important than that is if someone attacks me and I'm with my family and I can defend myself, I can I can better defend them as well. And though, you know, my family are my life and I need to be able to look after them. And you keep going and ask yourself, why is that important to me? Each time you give yourself an answer. And what you'll find is you'll start to go past the superficial reasons or what you think are the immediate reasons for why you're motivated to do something into the real deep reasons and when you start scratching below the surface and start understanding the real reason why you want to do something it's a very very powerful tool to lean on every time you start to, to lack motivation and it's, it can be a real it's think about it as a something that pulls you towards doing something rather than you being pushed it's a much more powerful much more powerful force in my opinion and the next thing I want to quickly talk about in terms of um, an internal internal motivation and you know having internal motivation versus external motivation is the association of pleasure versus pain this is something that's really just not talked about and tony robbins who i'm a big fan of he talks about this a lot and when you really break stuff down to its most simple level why you want to do something and don't want to do something else typically it's because you associate either pleasure with it or pain with it okay um, and if I use you know, working out for me, I've just associated pleasure with working out. I don't see it as a painful process. I don't see getting into the getting into the garage or going to the gym and working out and throwing a kettlebell around as something that's painful. I know how good I feel afterwards. I know how good I feel the next day, provided I haven't gone too hard. Um, I know what it does to my body and how I feel, how I interact, what my energy is like. So I've associated so much pleasure with something. And that's another thing that you can you can consider in terms of your internal motivation. Start associating and think about the good things that you get from a particular activity and focus on that rather than maybe the negative things that are pushing you away from doing an activity. And that can be another real powerful force on top of just understanding your why. And also in terms of understanding why you really wanna do something, that's going to change. It's going to change from week to week. It's going to change from month to month. It's going to change from year to year. And I'll use my example of training jujitsu. When I first got into jujitsu as a white belt, I'd seen it on the UFC and it was something that I wanted to do to be able to look after myself physically. That's still partly a factor, but the, the driving factor for me in jujitsu now, or what I think is a bigger driving factor, is... I'm you know, getting more into coaching people now that I'm a black belt, helping people on the mat, and I can see the positive impact 
that jujitsu can have on people's lives and a real driving factor for me is being able to have you know you know, reach those people and really impact their lives in a positive way through jujitsu. So I want to continue to learn, continue to get better at jujitsu, and that allows me to help more people with the knowledge that I uh, that I acquire. So that's a big that's a big thing for me. And lastly, before I move on to the next section, is sometimes you don't know exactly why that you love something. Think of your favorite band or your favorite food, or your favorite piece of art, or your favorite film, whatever the case may be. And you just go, my, my, my favorite band is Led Zeppelin. I'll probably talk about Led Zeppelin a lot, so I apologize, but get used to it. They're awesome. And I can talk about the fact that, you know, John Bonham is an amazing drummer. I can talk about how John Paul Jones, you know, uh, um, built, builds a rhythm section. I can talk about Jimmy Page and his lead guitar and how he combines blues and rock and, you know, potentially some early metal riffs. And then you can talk about Robert Plant's voice. So I can talk about certain elements, but deep down, I don't really know why I like Led Zeppelin so much. I just fucking do, okay? And sometimes that's enough. Sometimes you just love something, you can't quite explain it, and you just gotta go towards it. And so try to understand why, but sometimes you just love something and you know it deep down inside and you've gotta go after it. So that's the first part, right? Internal versus external motivation. Try and understand the real internal reasons why you want to do something, and that's gonna be a real big factor in you know maintaining motivation as you progress with your training. So the next thing, progression progression when you look at the research is a huge factor in in motivating people and it's if you look at the way computer games are designed if you if you've ever played a computer game where you can set the different the different levels you can have the expert level and you can have the beginner level and you know you put it on the expert level and you go great i'm good i'm good at this i'm good at computer games um I haven't played computer games in a while, right? So I'm gonna, I can't think of a, a, an example off the top of my head, but I did as a teenager and I remember Monkey Island. Do you guys ever remember Monkey Island? If you do, let me know. If you do, let me know. That was an amazing game. But I remember playing that and setting it to the real like expert levels and it was just too hard. I couldn't get anywhere. I was banging my head against a brick wall all the time and I wasn't progressing and I was like, this is shit. So then I moved it on to the easier level and then you start progressing and you get motivated as you see yourself go through the game now it's a balance you don't want to make it too easy you want to make it challenging enough that it's stretching you but also um you know allows you to allows you to progress but that concept of of progression is a huge factor in in if you look at the psychological research in motivate in motivating yourself so this can run maybe counterintuitive to external versus internal motivation so if we look at the belt system in jiu-jitsu that's reliant on someone else saying you're good enough to get another stripe you're good enough to get another belt so it is and that's an external factor but that's not the only way that you can measure and chart your progression in jiu-jitsu let's Let's take an example of you go into training one day and you someone catches you in an armbar. So you can go away and go, shit, 
oh, oh, that guy was a blue belt, I'm a brown belt, or I'm a black belt. I'm, you know, I, I get tapped all the time. I, you know, I've, I've been tapped by blue belts and, you know, it happens or whatever. You should actually be thankful and grateful for the fact that you've been caught in an armbar or a triangle or a choke, whatever the case may be. And actually take that as that person has pointed out a weakness in my game. That's an opportunity for me to progress. So it's uh, whether you're whether you progress or not is often, uh, in my opinion, is very much down to uh, your perception of the situation and how you look at the situation. And just because you haven't got a new belt or you haven't got another stripe, then that doesn't mean you're not progressing. Every time you go to the mat, and if you go in there with you know a very distinct vision of what it is that you want to achieve in that class and we'll talk about this a little bit in the next section in terms of in terms of goal setting then you know there's there's little victories everywhere you look maybe your grip was a little bit hard to break today maybe it took that person a little bit longer to pass your guard or maybe you did get tapped and maybe someone pointed out a weakness in your game fantastic that's a little victory someone has pointed out a hole in your game that you can now fill and it's going to improve and progress your jiu-jitsu so don't always think about you know your jujitsu or your strength and conditioning as you know you've always got to you know get some kind of recognition you've always got to get the tap you've always got to lift more weight you've always got to run a little bit further maybe you're lifting today maybe you're swinging kettlebells maybe your form was a little bit better so there's all these little victories that you can have along the way and if you you just sometimes you've got to scratch beneath the surface to understand how you're progressing and particularly when it comes to jiu-jitsu this is a really really important concept to understand if you're you're fairly new to the sport if you've been training with someone every day four or five days a week from the start and you think oh i'm not getting any better than that person the main reason is because they are training as well so they are also getting better so don't always use other people as your benchmark for how good you are think about how good you performed against that person did you do everything that you wanted to do not necessarily did you just beat them so progression is a huge factor in 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 motivating you and then driving forward when you look at the psychological research but sometimes you've just got to look inside and have a it's all about perception and identifying where you've got opportunities to progress and where you can find those little victories that you can say yes i'm actually moving forward and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you one example here, and that's when I think I was a blue belt, a two a two stripe blue belt, and I came into class one day, and the main instructor wasn't there, so one of the other higher belts um, was was taking the class for the day, and I can remember thinking to myself, oh shit, why am I even here? I'm not going to get a new stripe today because the main instructor was was there. I've been through that, and I had to immediately catch myself and say that's bullshit. That's not the reason I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to improve. I see it as going into a class and an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to acquire skills rather than get recognition or go and win. Okay, it's been a huge thing that's helped me. I'm, you know, I'm pretty glad that I recognised that. You know, way back when, and even now, when you, you know, eventually, when you get, if you are a black belt, you'll, you'll maybe recognise this. So if you're not a black belt yet, when you get to the point and you get that belt, suddenly getting a 
a stripe on your belt is a matter of time. It's, you know, three years, then three years, then three years, then five years, and it's like, you know, a million years until you get a coral belt. So all of that recognition goes out of the window. So, and I, I have heard stories of people that have progressed up through the belts and suddenly they hit black belt and they go, oh, well, oh, I don't feel like doing jiu-jitsu anymore because I've got, there's not another level to go to. It's a very different structure then once you get the black belt in terms of the belt progression. So, you know, the earlier that you can learn to find those little victories, to find the opportunities that to show yourself and tell yourself that you're progressing, I think the longer, it, the better it's going to serve you. And that goes for strength and conditioning as well. Just because you haven't hit a new personal best, while you shouldn't be looking to hit new personal bests every time you train, that's just stupid. There's always something that you can prog- progress on. Is it is was your form better? Was your foot positioning a little better? Was your breathing better? Did you stay more relaxed? Did you breathe through the nose more? All of these little things, you've just got to look for them, guys. So that's percept. No, sorry, not perception. Progression and how I think it really leads into into motivation. The next thing that I want to talk about is goal setting. Another big area in the psychological research is the power of goal setting and how that's a really big factor in staying motivated and not actually achieving achieving your goals. And I think one of the biggest things around motivation is start with the end in mind. Now this applies to anything. I've talked a little bit about, you know, my 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 vision for my you know my my health, my physical health when I'm older. I want to be active for as long as I possibly can. I want to be surfing when I'm 60, 65, 70, even though I don't surf at the moment. But it's in the vision and I will get there one day, I promise. But the same for jiu-jitsu. I always pictured myself as someone training jiu-jitsu into my 60s into my 70s I love the idea of being that old dude that walks onto the mat and you know you've got a tattered belt and I don't know mate I don't know how many stripes I'll have on my belt at that point but you just get onto the mat and jiu-jitsu is a really good sport for this I used to play rugby I think I talked about in the last episode and you get to a certain point in in rugby where you just can't play anymore you know the body just can't handle it and then you become one of those one of those old guys that used to play oh yeah 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 you used to play you used to play 20 years ago you don't know anything about like how the game is played today but jiu-jitsu is very different in that respect the longer you're on the mat the more you train at least how i see it the more respect you get and oh, we did a we did a seminar or carly gracie um clark clark gracie's uh, father did a seminar at the, our school in Temecula and uh, yeah he's a red belt yeah I'm definitely sure he's a red belt I don't know how old he is but you know some of the little micro details he's showing you um for from so much time on the mat and you know when he gripped your collar and showed you know this is the way you grip the collar and this is the way you choke someone just blows you away with the level of knowledge that you know that, that he had and I'd love to be um um you know, that kind of person in my older years and to be able to walk on the mat and share that knowledge and really help people. So I've got that vision in mind for my jujitsu. I've got a certain vision in mind for my health and wellness and I've got it for other areas of my life. And I think it's really important to sit down and think about what you want long term. Maybe you see yourself as a world champion in the future. 
and maybe you know you see yourself on the podium maybe you see yourself as an adcc champion maybe you want to go into mma whatever the case is but when you build the vision then you can start breaking that down and you can start working backwards from there and applying it to what you want to get out of your jiu-jitsu today someone who just wants to stay healthy and have fun with jiu-jitsu versus someone who wants to teach jiu-jitsu versus someone that wants to uh you know compete and be a world champion how you then tackle your training and the motivations the stuff that's going to motivate you because this is all about motivation today are going to be very very different and the one thing i would say and i see this a lot um and i've done in my professional career you know working with large corporations have done a lot of people leadership and have worked you know very heavily on this kind of thing of setting out a career plan and a career path for these people we're not talking careers here we're talking you know, jiu-jitsu and we're talking strength and conditioning but I think it still applies and when you're building that vision for your life what it is that you really want don't limit yourself and I'm going to say that again do not limit yourself when you're building your vision if you don't design your life the way that you want it someone else is going to design it for you society already places so many limits on us already don't be that person that places them on yourself it's your life right you've got one chance to live it and if you want to live it in a certain way if that's your vision fucking go after it right it's your life and you know no one else is going to do it for you as well but i see so many people when i've sat down and and have done these kind of vision vision building and goal setting type exercises that they start to place limits well you know i would love to you know work in the car industry and kind of work in formula one but you know i studied you know economics at university i don't think i should have done engineering and etc that's actually kind of a real example and um if this person is listening uh, apologies but you know that they shall remain anonymous. He's actually a very good friend of mine. He's actually doing fantastically well in his career. Um, but you've got to go, no, don't limit yourself. Think as big as you possibly can. But I'm going, um, you know, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I think having that vision, being, you know, having something in mind that you're really passionate about and thinking big about the things that you want to achieve is um, is a huge motivating factor, at least it is for me. I'm looking at my belt, my 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 belt, my bookshelf at the moment is a book I used to have. I think I lent it to someone. It's the magic of thinking big. I think it's David Schwartz. It's an old book, but it's a good read. That that's that's definitely worth visiting in terms of you know these kind of things and really thinking big about your ideas. But I'm this is all about goal setting, right? And your in your vision, just to bring it back, bring it back in, and how goal setting is really important for motivation so what i would say is once you've got your life vision then you can start to work backwards okay where do i need to be in three years time where do i need to be in two years time where do i need to be in 12 months time if i need to be at a certain place in 12 months what do i need to be doing this week what do i need to be doing next month to get that so let's use a real example of um someone who wants to be a world champion and we're now this is july yeah yeah yeah, it is July. I thought it might have been August, though. No, it is. It's July 2018. So it's going to be end of May, early June 2019 when the next World Championships roll around. So if you're sitting there thinking, I want to be a world champion, you need to work backwards. Okay, what are the things that I need to work on in terms of my game? Um, okay, I'm a really good guard player, but I'm not very good at takedowns. Do I need to add takedown work into my game? 
or let's talk about it from a physical perspective. You know, last time in the World Championships, I, I kind of, you know, my grips felt really weak. My opponents felt much, much stronger than me. I think I need to start doing strength and conditioning. So you can see how all this stuff kind of adds up over, over time. And I'm sure that for many of you, uh, you know, listening to this, uh, this is probably not new. Um, I'm not. I'm not spouting some, you know, miraculous knowledge that I, you know, I've, I've, I've pulled up from thin air. This is really common in personal development uh, type books, but I don't think everyone always applies it to stuff like jujitsu and strength and conditioning. And it can be. It can be a worth. It can be a worthwhile, um, worthwhile exercise. So what? Um, what I would say is when you start setting those. When you start setting those goals, try and make it measurable and specific. So let's take an example of, okay, I want to be, um, you know, I want to get my brown belt within the next year. You know, that's within your sights. Maybe you've been a purple belt for two years. I want to get my brown belt. So you could go then and speak to your coach and say, look, you know, what do I need to do to progress? How do I need to, you know, improve, improve my game? And then he could say, well, look, you're a really good top player, but you haven't quite got a very good, very good guard game. So then you can go, right. This this month I'm going to focus on 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 Delaheva guard and specifically this month I want to learn three new sweeps and the counters to each of those sweeps in Delaheva guard. So that's very specific in terms of what you're trying to do and it's also very measurable. I know I can tick off. I've learned that sweep. I've learned that sweep and I've learned that sweep and I've learned all the counters. So try and make it specific and try and make it try and make it measurable. And what I would say and this is a big thing this has been a really big thing for me in my jiu-jitsu career and i think a lot of people do this now you can buy ready-made journals for it but it's note taking it's note taking for after you've done a jiu-jitsu class yes to write down what you've learned i think that's very very helpful but what i find even more helpful is writing down one or two very specific goals that i'm going to focus on in my next training session and I first implemented this as, as a blue belt. And I remember when I first started doing this, I was working on half guard. So my first goal was, I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to pull half guard. I got smashed. My guard got passed. I got tapped. But I came in, I, I sat down and after the training session and thought, okay, what did I do? Ah, I was flat on my back. Okay, so then I went into the next session and I was like, right, I'm going to go into half guard, but I'm going to try to stay on my side. And I still got my guard passed. I still got smashed. But it was a little bit harder for people to do that. So I thought again, oh, I know, I let people get the underhook. Um, and then the next class I worked on the underhook. But then I went, oh, okay, where my elbow is in the uh, when I've got the underhook or where my head is, my head was too high or my head was too low. So you can get really specific and really granular. And if you can build the habit of doing these kind of things, I think it's going to be a huge difference. Uh, it's going to make a huge difference in terms of your your motivation. So, you know, the goal setting, if you look at the research, is a very big factor in motivation for doing something. And also, you know, research shows that it can be a big factor in whether you actually achieve um, what it is you set out to achieve by sitting down, writing out the goals. And I think always start with the end in mind. Have that vision of what you want this part of your life to be and then work backwards from there and think about where you need to be in a few years' time, where you need to be at the end of the year and where you need to be in a month, where you need to be a week and specifically what you're going to do today, what you're going to do down 
on the next class, even something as micro as I'm just going to, you know, roll my wrist in a slightly different position when I get the grip. You can get down to that level of detail. So whenever, whenever you go on the class, you've got, right, okay, I can't wait to get in there and actually work on that thing, that thing tomorrow. And I do this for my strength and conditioning as well. If I've if I've done a done a workout and done a particular exercise and I wasn't very happy of how that how that went in terms of my body position my form I'll make a little note in my notebook and I'll see it there next time and I know what I'm going to be focusing on so goal setting goal setting I think is massively important in terms of motivation just take the time sit down and try and work it out right the next one is learning something new novelty is very it's, it's huge, right? It's huge in terms of in terms of motivation, and it's one of the reasons why stuff like Facebook and stuff like Instagram is like crack for the brain, where you just keep going, you keep going, you keep going, because there's always something new to look out, and it's also it's new, but it's kind of a variable reward. You're not sure what the next picture is going to look like. That next picture could be amazing. You're always looking for that next new thing, that that mini dopamine dopamine hit that you get in your brain. Um, but that's that's a whole that's a whole other topic. But it's actually having something new to learn is, I think, a very big factor in motivating you, whether it's for strength and conditioning or whether it's for jujitsu. Now, let me before we get into you know how you can potentially tackle that. What I want to say is you probably don't want to fall into the shiny new object syndrome or the collecting techniques syndrome where every single class you want a new technique um, or every time you go to the gym you're going to try something different you're going to try a new exercise i think there's a lot to be said for focusing on a particular part of your game at the moment for me i'm dialing in my delaheva guard i'm working on some foot trips from stand up and i'm working on back ticks and i focus i focus in on those areas and I think, you know, spending dedicated time on particular areas and let's talk about strength and conditioning. At the moment, I'm very much focusing on being able to achieve a planche and going through those progressions. And that's a long progression, right? That's like an 18 to 24 to three year progression to get to something like a full planche. What I'm talking about here is now and again, if you just don't feel like going training, you're like, oh, I can't be asked. I don't want to get up off the sofa. I want to sit here. I want to watch Netflix. I want to watch the football on TV. And I mean football, football, you know, proper football, not American football, because the World Cup was just on. But anyway, you're feeling a bit lazy. Sometimes, you know, I'm going to say YouTube. I'm going to say go on YouTube and look at a video. And I'm not saying that YouTube is the best way to learn jujitsu techniques. Absolutely not. I think the best way to learn jujitsu techniques is from, you know, someone in person. But now and again, you need some inspiration. And going around and finding a video that you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether that thing, let's say you're someone that's never done, you know, a bearing ball or back take, but you like the look of it. Maybe it never goes into your game, but if it's enough to go, do you know what? I'm going to play with that next class. And it gets you motivated and it gets you in the class. Well, fantastic. It doesn't matter whether it works. The fact is it's got you training. And the same can be said for strength and conditioning. Maybe you can look at learning a new exercise or a new way of looking at a new exercise. Again, you know, YouTube is a great resource. By the way, look at the BJJ Strength channel. We've got some fantastic videos um, for exercises. But anyway, 
that you know just learning something new you know pulling yourself out of your comfort zone taking yourself in a different direction looking at something novel can be a fantastic way to motivate yourself and 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 get you going so there you go that's that's the fourth one right learn something new learn something novel you look at the research novelty is is a real thing in motivating people to you know take action and you know and and continue on with a with a particular behavior but um I digress. The next one, and this is going to be the last, the last section actually, and this is to do with self-belief. Right. I bet there are several of you here about to hit the pause button, about to pull your headphones out, about to go, what are you talking about? Self-belief. That's really woo-woo, you know. Um, it's, you know, hippie-ish, it's new age-ish, and oh, if you just believe something, it's going to happen. And no. Right, if you believe that you can lift a thousand pounds off the floor with a deadlift and you've never touched a weight in your life, it's not going to happen. That's never going to happen just because you believe it's going to happen, right? That's not what I mean. I think there's something really powerful with self-belief. It's it's not so much it's the self-belief on its own that's going to make you achieve something, but it's going to make you take action. No, you know, if you if you've if we've talked about goal setting, we've talked about building a vision, and maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know, yeah, I want to be I want to be world champion, um, you know, I want to win ADCC. Think of let's t- let's take you know Gordon Gordon Ryan as an example. I don't know how long he's been training, but I don't think it's that long. I think it's about eight years, maybe roughly. Um, you know, someone someone can let me know. But if he'd first walked into the mat onto the mat as He's young, right? So he must have been about thirteen or fourteen when he when he started training, and he's and and had said, "Yeah, I want to be, you know, ADCC champion." And they go, "Yeah, kid, okay, join, you know, join, join, join the queue." Um, you know, all these people are going to tell you why you can't do something and really knock that self belief. But if he hadn't, you know, maybe you know, maybe this wasn't a goal for Gordon uh, right at the time, but it it certainly must have become a, a goal at one point. But he because he just won ADCC, and you know. The question you've got to ask yourself is, if he didn't believe that he could do that, would he have committed himself 100% to chasing that goal? Would he have committed himself 100% to getting up and training every single day and to taking action? So I think the power of self-belief is not to do with you believe something, it's just going to happen. But I think when you really believe that it's possible, when you really believe that you could achieve something, the actions that you take uh, you know, towards achieving that are going to be much more committed and they're going to be much stronger. And I find it, at least personally, a huge motivating factor about you know, visualizing, sitting there and visualizing the stuff that I want to achieve with my jujitsu, with my strength and conditioning, with BJJ strength, whatever the case may be. And visualizing those outcomes and really believing it's going to happen. Actually, more than believing, seeing it happen already in my mind. Uh, so visualization when it comes to self-belief is a is a really really powerful tool and you know just sitting there for a few minutes each day whether it's five minutes thinking about the you know the really big important goals in your life at the moment and actually seeing stuff happening in your mind and the way that the mind works is that you know, it, it can't differentiate between what's real and what's not real. So the images that you make in your head, the subconscious mind will see that and start thinking it's like it's already happened. And 
this is a little bit harder to pull out in the psychological research, but I think when you start seeing something has already happened, I think you start acting like it's already happened. And when you start taking those actions towards those big goals, I think it's, you know, that's when stuff really starts, starts, starts changing. And, you know, I'm not sitting here as someone who's, you know, Marcus Pacheco and has won 10 world titles, right? So he may have a different, um, a different perspective on this but I know personally for me sitting there and thinking and seeing these goals happen in my mind and visualizing every day and really believing that I can get to that place has been a huge factor in me um for for life and let's talk uh, let's talk about you know jiu-jitsu really quickly I remember you know several people that have said yeah I don't think you'll ever get a black belt unless you spend you know a large stint training jiu-jitsu full-time and you know other another self-limiting kind of you know beliefs that they had about their ability to achieve black belt oh yeah i don't think i'll ever achieve achieve black belt now i'm not saying if you talk like that you're never gonna you're never gonna make it for for me i always had it in my mind i always had it in my mind that yeah i'm gonna you know one day i'm gonna get my black belt i'm just gonna keep chipping away at it i'm gonna keep working hard at it um so i think there's a lot to be said about believing in yourself and you know that that being a big a big motivating factor so i would say that you know when it comes to belief just think about what you tell yourself the questions that you ask yourself in your head you know what you know how you talk about yourself and your ability to to achieve something and and when you're talking about your goals with other people are you talking in a way where you go well i'd like to achieve that but um oh can i really do this or yeah, you know what I'd kind of like to do all this kind of wishy-washy, non-committal kind of language, rather than being, you know, very committed of yeah, this is what this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go 110% after it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No one's no one's going to walk around and say, well, oh yeah, look at you, um, you know, you didn't achieve that goal that you set out five or ten years ago. But what would you rather go after it 100% and potentially achieve it? Or go after it half half assed, and then to look back in twenty years' time and think, "I wish I'd done something else." And maybe that's a nice little point to wrap up this show on. So we've, you know, we've talked about. Um, as I scroll back through my notes, I need to get a notepad. This is going to be easier. Internal versus external motivation. I think the more you understand internally why you want to do something, what's the internal reasons driving you to achieve a particular goal, I think that's going to have. There's tons of research on this being a massive factor in you know actually you know motivation and achieving those goals. Then you know progression and motivation, looking for the tiny little victories that you can see and that's often just about perception in your training that can drive you forward to see those little steps those micro steps of progress sometimes they're big leaps big big leaps sometimes they're little little leaps and sometimes what you think is a step back a setback sorry is an opportunity to learn and from there make sure you set goals goal setting is another massively important one and build that vision Build that dream life in your head and go after it. Don't limit yourself and then work backwards from what you need to do in a few years' time, where you need to be in the year, what you need to be doing in a month, what you need to be doing today. Then learning something new. Now and again, you just need that a kick up the arse. So look for something new. Look for something novel. Jump on YouTube, right? Look at a video. Some people hate YouTube for learning technique. I don't think it's the best way for learning technique. Absolutely not. But it can be a good source of just a new idea 
to get those juices flowing again in, in your mind and get you thinking, yeah, I can't wait to get back on the mat. It can be a useful tool if you know how to use it. And then lastly, you know, um, self-belief. Self-belief is, is, a, is, a really, is a really big factor. And, you know, people are going to tell you a, a thousand reasons why you can't do something. So it's up to you to sit there and tell yourself, no, fuck you, I'm going to make it. I don't care what you say, I'm going to go after it. And I'm there my goals and I'm going to achieve them. I don't care what you think. And then, you know, what I said I was going to wrap up with and close on is, you know, this is the big thing that I tell myself all the time. And, you know, my, you know, my journey from, you know, coming over from the UK, quitting a job, coming to America, moving my family over here with no job, finding it, finding, finding a new position, making completely new friends, joining a new um, a jujitsu team, which I'm, you know, it's all it's all worked out i'm massively happy with that um and you know trying to build up bjjstrength.com and going after things and i want to you know be living on the coast and you know, i could i could talk about this for ages but the you know one of the things that i often tell myself is i don't want to be here in 20 30 years time and look back and wish i could have done things i know what i want in life and it's up to me to go after after it and get it and sometimes just telling myself yeah, where do I, where do I want to be in twenty years' time? Do I want to look back and think that I've done everything, or do I want to, or do I want to sit there and regret the fact that I could have done more? Think about that. It's a big it's a big factor for me, and has really helped me in my motivation. So, guys, um, that's podcast number two in the bag. Let me know what you think. Let me know what other topics um, you wanna you wanna hear. Let me know if there's something else that really helps you with motivation. There's a whole, of, a whole host of other things we could have covered today. Let me know. I'm really interested. Are some of these things new for you? If they're helpful, again, uh, let me know. Head over to bjjstrength.com. Uh, check out all the content on there, the, 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 the training videos, the strength and conditioning programs we've got. Make sure to follow uh, BJ, BJJ Strength on Instagram at BJJ Strength. Head over to the channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Um, youtube.com forward slash bjj strength and don't forget we've got a free breathing for bjj course on on the website as well so check out all that wonderful resource and guys you know get in touch but more importantly thank you for listening and happy training